Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. And uh, today's show, we're going to talk to Brant Peacher over in Pensacola. How you doing, Captain Brant? Doing well. Good, man. So how, so it, uh, since we spoke last week, there's been a, a little bit of weather pushed through. Um, how, how, how much did it rain? How bad was it in Pensacola? Um, I mean, it's, it's been raining every day off and on, you know, we have had over the last, I would say two days, we've had probably the best weather that we've seen in the last week. Okay. And so we've been able to fish a little bit. And then prior to that, man, it was, it was pretty tough. It was raining every day, just about, so, you know, having to run from storms, but you can, you can run around them. Um, but we did manage to fish quite a bit last week. Yeah. So how nasty is everything? On a, on a scale of like one to 10, like 10 um, being just chocolate milk, you know, believe it or not, the water's not that muddy. Really? And, yeah. And, and I don't know if it's because the rivers haven't flooded yet or what, but you know, I, I looked at the bay today and it was okay, man. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't that bad. Um, That's great news, so, man. You know what it could be, Brant? There's, I mean, yeah. it's been really dry in a lot of parts mm-hmm. of, the, of the South and the Midwest. I mean, like drought dry and so maybe some of those rivers that would have sort of flooded down and, and ruined things are just down you know yeah it very well could be yeah because it didn't look overly bad the beach doesn't look too bad it's not solid mud by no means i mean i've i went to the pier the other day and it was actually pretty clear water so okay well great that's great news because i kind of expected it to be a little bit funky for the next few days mm-hmm. and, it, and it may get that way yeah. in the coming weeks but right now it's not so. yeah well awesome so you were able to get out a, a couple of days uh i guess it sounds like over the weekend um how, where how, what'd you get into um you know I, I did go to the pier and i tarpon fished a few times uh i do think that's coming to an end yeah uh it's just gotten worse and worse uh every every time i've been really um yeah and and they're still there they still may have a few good days uh yeah. but it, it it got pretty slow um yeah. And so I do think, unfortunately, that's coming to an end. But, you know, there's plenty of other fish to be had. Um, you know, the uh, I went offshore fishing two days ago, and it was uh, pretty good. They, uh, there was a lot of mahi out there, king mackerel everywhere, uh, lots of bonita everywhere, lots of activity. You know, lots of the bottom fish bit well, so the offshore fishing was real good out of Pensacola Pass. Yeah, I've got some buddies that went out of Destin over the weekend offshore and had a had a good trip. Um, and they got, ex- I mean, some red snapper and some mahis. So mm-hmm. they're uh, they're definitely out there. Um, where do you? Yeah. I, I know weed lines are where you typically find those mahis, but do they ever? I mean, when they're just closer in, do you see them around buoys and stuff? Is it? Like anything? You do sometimes anything floating. It doesn't. Weed lines are actually. I don't actually prefer. I prefer something else floating other than a weed line. Okay. Uh, so we actually found our mahi on a floating trash bag this past week. Wow. Um, and uh, so anything floating is worth stopping on if you're headed out outside the pass. Yeah. Uh, do you ever see? You oh yeah, absolutely. And and especially, is there does there seem to be a time of year, or is it just coincide with the blue water currents and some of that stuff? Well, that, believe it or not, the water was kind of green. It wasn't blue. It was kind of nasty, a little bit 
way out it was yeah. kind of more what i call king mackerel water out there and uh that there seemed to be a lot of mahi in it so oh. um yeah you, you just never know <laughs> yeah and, and honestly i've had worse luck offshore fishing in that cobalt blue water than i have in the green water really the, the fish so, tend to bite a lot better the water seems to be more nutrient rich with, with everything and bait and all that stuff so, yeah what what is the so is that what also makes it green is the additional you know i guess the additives that aren't in probably, the water yeah probably so and and it's definitely because uh, i went out two weeks ago and did not have a very good trip and it was cobalt blue and then yesterday man or day before you could catch all the fish you wanted out there really Mm-hmm. it's funny how that works man and all you hear is you know blue water everybody's paying attention to yeah that. and once you get way way out i don't think it matters as much but when the blue water comes in it's kind of like close it's kind of an unnatural thing i think and so those fish are actually more used to that green water because that's what we get year round and so when that cobalt blue comes in close like we've had it this year it is unnatural yeah. and so I, I for some reason i just don't think they buy as as well yeah that's wild man and 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 the mm-hmm. I've, you know do you ever see triple tail yeah is it did. is we it fa- i mean fairly good numbers or are they just sort of um anytime you see floating objects like boards and stuff yeah. out there you're gonna see triple tail on well see and that's what you know i, I was thinking back to you know down in saint joe in, in that area they they have a, a pretty strong fishery and uh for triple tail and jordan was telling me he's found them before uh, on the, the, how do you put it? The, the top of a Coke bottle, like a plastic yeah, 20 man. ounce. I mean, like anything they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll orient you, man, to. We, when we're headed out, we stop on everything we see floating just because you never know. Yeah. And, and if it's been floating out there for a few days, it's going to have fish on it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that's almost a guarantee. Uh, mm-hmm. if it, especially the longer it's been there, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know how I feel about it because it's trash ultimately that that's just ends up out there, right? But yeah, but it's cool that at least it does serve like a kind of a good purpose for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, you don't want you don't know if you should be excited or kind of pissed that there's like well, you, you know, know, some I, random. I had an interesting. Uh, I have a kind of an opinion on that. Oh, so good. Okay. When we when we had the oil spill, do you remember in two thousand? Oh yeah. And we had the big oil spill in the Gulf. Yep. And everybody was just up in arms about just crazy. You know, oh my gosh, there's oil there. All our marine life's going to die, which obviously didn't happen. Right. Um. So this uh, scientist actually worked with my uncle at the environmental protectance agency in Pensacola. Okay. And he did a math equation, um, and showed that, uh, what, what the, the, uh, impact of oil on the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And it was the equivalent to dumping a thimble full of oil in an Olympic style swimming pool. Wow. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, you're like, well, it, it really isn't that when you see a, when you see a, 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 a floating piece of trash out there, 
you kind of put into perspective how big the Gulf really is, how much water is really in the Gulf. And he showed this math equation. It was one of the most interesting things. Now we had this massive oil spill, biggest one ever. Yeah. And it was the equivalent to dumping a thimble full of oil in an Olympic size swimming pool, which that's not, you know, you're not even going to notice. No, it's, it's almost non-existent. Right. And so that was the equivalent of it, which now, yeah. And now oil did get up in certain areas, like a big time, like in the Louisiana marsh and places like that, but there's plenty of fish. It didn't seem to do much to the fishery, you know? And so I, I, when I see people freaking out over trash, I'm like, we actually picked up the trash bag and I have it on video that we caught the mahi on. Cause it was a full bag of trash. Like you would take to your dumpster. Yeah. And, and so we picked it up and, and cause you know, and took it in, but still, I, you know, I would not ever freak out about anything like that because I just don't think in the grand scheme of things, it's making that big of a difference. So with the oil, um, that I, I, I don't know about, but I see these images and hear information about this, like, uh, island of plastics that's, like, enormous, like the size of, I don't know, a state or a country or whatever it is, like, unbelievably yeah. big. And, and the only, and I think the problem is we just don't know. When you put yeah, that, when you put that much and you take plastic and so it, where is the where are the it, islands of plastic? These are not close to us. These are like off of I want to say the coast of somewhere over like in the China area. Some of those oh, areas. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and I mean it's like miles in radius mm-hmm. of just like plastics, and so that stuff grinds down and becomes like microplastics or or like sand size or whatever and then it sort of leaches into all the marine life that then we eat and it just and i guess the point now i don't like that fact of it like consuming the consumption of marine life when there's a lot of nasty stuff in the water now i don't like that and see what sucks is is that this plastic builds up and you end up where you know let's say 20 30 50 years from now at this pace and that's how it you know, you end up where you have something that's sort of spun out of control that, that started it's as a thimble uh, and ended up as like a five-gallon bucket where you're like, like, oh, no. It's like the compound yeah, effect over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. If you do something continuously, it gets big, you and know. I, yeah, and I guess that's, the, that's concerning just, mm-hmm. you know, because it's – and frankly, it's concerning because we can legislate all we want here, but that ain't fixing what's happening there, and that's – that's where it's happening, you know, as far as the yeah. island. We don't have an island of plastic off Pensacola because we got laws. You know what I mean? No, but what was odd to me in, in is what fisherman is going to be 30 miles out and just decide to, to dump their trash over right. right there. That's odd to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hopefully it was an accident. Well, and yeah, hopefully. And, and you see these weird, like, homemade... I don't know. Some of them are the equivalent of trash that's like zip tied together, and that's mm-hmm. that's intentionally put out, you know. And I and, and ideally that stuff is collected back, you know. It's not just left there. Sure. But uh, but I don't know. It's funny, man. Uh, I think the and and to your point about the the oil spill being just a thimble in an Olympic sized swimming pool, I think humans have a really hard time grasping like when we talk about space, like infinite space. Or like the, we don't really know how deep the ocean is. Like we've never been there. I mean, you know, you know, it has a beginning and an end, but we don't really know. We have a hard time wrapping our minds around even something like the Gulf of Mexico, that it's that freaking big. 
Mm-hmm. That this massive well, oil spill that was hundreds of thousands of gallons or whatever it was, it was all on TV, just obvious, massive, doesn't even matter because it's that. But big. ultimately, humans are the problem. Oh, because yeah. Because let's say that I can go to the beach tomorrow morning. Uh, well, let's say uh, after a Saturday afternoon at Pensacola Beach, I can go Sunday morning to the beach, and yeah. there's going to be trash all up and down that beach. Absolutely. And some, and some of that trash is going to leak into the water. And, it's and you know, some of the same uh, humans that are online complaining about when they see a piece of trash right. out in the ocean are probably some of the ones that accidentally left their plastic bag on the beach. Yeah, you know? yeah, but exactly. It's, it, it's everywhere. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's really no good answer. I mean, obviously when you're in nature on the beach or on a boat, try to be extra responsible. So you're not that guy, but, um, but yeah, just your general population. I mean, folks like you and I have an opinion, or at least we care enough to have an opinion one way or the other, because it's a resource we enjoy. Well, if you never fish, like you probably don't care if there's an Island of plastic, right? I mean, it sucks, but it doesn't you probably you know, don't. Yeah, you just doesn't some activist or something, right? Like, there's tons of yeah. tragedy in the world. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't know about it. You, you okay, that sucks, and then you kind of move on. Um, but fishermen, hunters, we're the ones that we might create some of the problem, but we're also the ones that are going to really push to to get it fixed. And then we have the the backbone with some of these. Uh, you know, what I, I think there's a percentage of um, money from licenses and things that gets that goes directly back to like managing the resources. So it's like we, you know, so, I mean, I don't know. There there's, uh, yeah, you're right though. It's people that are, there isn't a great answer to it, you know? And, uh, and (laughs) so I'm really not sure. And I just thought that was a a neat example that that scientist gave about how big, how big the the gulf in the ocean really is. Well, and I think that's the saving grace we have right now. It's so big. Mm -hmm. And so, so much volume that it's, it's also like I, infinitely, you know, able to deal with this stuff, but, but I do think certain areas can be hit really hard. If something happens in a certain right. area, for instance, the South Florida algae blend yes. with all, you know, so, yeah. uh, the red tide down there, but you know what they did in that situation. And I don't know the specific history. And if you want to Google it, people can Google it and find out, but as I understand it, I mean, from basically Orlando South was Everglades, like Swampland. Right. And we, and we as people came in and developed it, meaning ditched it off, clogged it or whatever, and built houses and golf courses and fields. And, uh, and that's a massive amount of real estate to just completely yeah. alter. You know what I mean? Like, sure. and I'm amazed there's not a bigger repercussion that happened. When you think about right. how big that is, like that's half the oh, state. yeah that they essentially Absolutely. changed and turned into like, mm-hmm. you know, developments or whatever. That's it. That's impactful. You know, that's a big deal. And, and the fishermen have felt the impact from that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Cause that, that's really, especially in the Fort Myers area, which you're familiar with, but that's mm-hmm. like the epicenter of red tide when it happens in Florida, it seems to be. Right. And so that's an example of one specific area it being hit and it doing damage. Yeah. Um, and you know, another yeah. one is Piney point and that's more recent. Mm-hmm. That was like, you know, a, a disaster happened and now the fallout is going to continue to happen until I guess it leaches out the, phosphate kind of, I don't know what happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so there's 
there's a lot of examples like that where things have gone haywire. And mm-hmm. like you said, what's the answer? Because, I mean, what do you do? You don't, okay, so you remove a dam, but now you don't You don't like power? Like you kind of have to have some kind of balance yeah, with, with exactly. all that. And so the, because of technology, a lot of this has happened. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, a, it's, big, it's bigger than we're going to fix on this podcast, I can tell you that. Oh, absolutely, Dad. But, you know, honestly, if, if it's the outdoor people that, that care enough to even try. Because mm-hmm. nobody else bothers. I mean, all those dudes with captains for clean water are exactly that. They're captains. And, sure. and they've seen the effects of it over the years, and so they decided to try, you know. And it's working. It's, they, their, it seems it's their to be, livelihood. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be moving the needle, and so that's all you can do and hope hope the solution is a solution, you know. Absolutely. So, Brant, what do you see coming up this week, man? Is the weather supposed to clear up a little bit? or It's or? Bo- supposed to start raining again, unfortunately, uh, and so I'm not 100% sure. Um, I did get to inshore fish some and the, the mangrove snapper bite is phenomenal right now. I had a day the other day, man, it was one of the best in mangrove bites I've been on. Could have caught one, a keeper every single cast. Yeah. Or what's uh, the, what were they like in shrimp or are you using, uh, I was using fish baits, okay. anything that I catch in my net. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so that was, that was a really good day and, and, uh, lots of, uh, lots of jacks coming down the beach right now, for some reason, they're catching a lot of them, especially just West of Pensacola. Uh, the King mackerel bite was really good this week all over the coast. Um, and so, uh, there's some fish to be caught out there. The surf fishing is out of the question. The June grass has gotten so bad from Pensacola to Destin oh. that you're probably not going to be able to surf fish if you come down here it's just out of the question um but there you know my recommendation if you're traveling down to this area is would be either hit the gulf piers or any of the bridges that are uh have fishing piers on them then on the bay side um, or book a charter because the fishing is really good if you can get into a boat yeah and it sounds like offshore is really the place to be right now yeah just just with you know a little bit more consider like if the water gets muddy inshore you're still probably going to be okay right. offshore, but that's fun with the mangroves, man. And talk about something that's good to eat. Yeah, no, I mean, it, exactly. I would rather have a mess of those than red snapper. Yeah. If, me too. if I'm being honest. Oh, 100%. Well, <clears throat> it sounds like there are some things to get into. What about blood minnows? Have they, have you seen any of that yet? You mentioned it last time. That- yeah. I'm starting to see a few of them. So that's only going to get better. That's going to run the whole month of August. And, uh, so I'll, probably have a good report for you for you with that next week or the week after okay let's do the week after because i'm going to be out of town all next week and okay so, uh, so i won't be around to do it but yeah that's uh i'm excited to hear more about that just because uh, i didn't realize that was one of the things that starts happening as we kind of move into fall so oh yeah yeah very cool. Well, Brant, tell us how to find you online, man. It's it's really hard and complicated. So I want yeah, you to tell us. Yeah, I'm tough to find. <laughs> uh, Angler up with Brant on Facebook or YouTube. You'll see my all the videos uh, that I post weekly of stuff we talk about on the podcast. So. Yeah. Do you do you have you done anything with Instagram at all? I do. I, I have a pretty big Instagram following, but I don't do as much on there as I do on the other platforms. Okay. I just couldn't remember. I don't do hardly anything. Um, mm-hmm. and I apologize. It's just a lack of 
pictures and stuff. Honestly, I'm lazy about taking them, and then I just don't. Sure, so, no, I, my Facebook and YouTube are my main two focuses. Yeah, I was just curious more than anything, and and so this week, I guess, or soon, um, is iCast. I'm curious if you've ever been today. To that. It, it starts today. today. Okay. Yeah, it, I have been before. Okay. I, I, it's been a while, but yeah. I have. I have been. It's a pretty neat place. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've never been. Lionel's there now. I'm hoping we can uh-huh. can talk to him while he's down there and kind of get the vibe of the place, you know. But sure. Anyway, Brant, as always, man, thank you for uh, for joining us and spending some time. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, you could listen to a lot of different things, and uh, hopefully, you you chose this one. So I appreciate that. And uh, we'll take a week off next week. And uh, Brant, we'll we'll do it again in a couple weeks, buddy. Yep. Sounds good. All right, man. See ya. See ya. Thank you.